0: Hey, hey, we should do an intro. No, we shouldn't. How will they know we're the Theater Boys? They'll just know, okay? And welcome back, everybody. We are the Theater Boys, and we have just come from seeing the beautiful Bullet Train.
1: Yeah, no, fantastic movie. Uh, it was, I didn't know what my expectations were for this going in, but it blew them out of the water. Mm-hmm agreed had way too much fun sitting in the back of the theater laughing and giggling i'm sure much to the chagrin of the two other people who shared the theater with us this evening
0: well i think they were laughing internally as much as we were at least the old man with his dog adorable that was great they look he at least cackled once that's all i know
1: yeah highly recommend theater dogs yes anyway that aside this movie was fantastic
0: um, I mean, where do we want to start? Do want to start
1: with I, the characters? I
0: think we start with the characters. And something that is so great with this that I'll just contrast with Lord of the Rings because everyone's... or The Rings of Power because everyone's ragging on it. This movie introduces tons of characters and gets you to understand them, where they're coming from, and gives you enough time to sink your teeth into them and understand who they are, where they're coming from. And it's such a beautiful thing. Uh,
1: inside of the two-hour runtime of this it introduces one two three four five six seven eight main characters that i'm thinking of right now that
0: probably seems accurate um
1: and you understand all of their motivations and why they're doing what they're doing a lot of it's really simple stuff like some of these guys are just hitmen they're just doing their job others of them are, are deeper than that uh nine actually as i'm we get the trailer playing in front of us. Um, it's it's just like everything movies should be boiled down to, you know, however long this is, and just action and craziness. And mm. it's it's not just like a red box action movie either. This is just like actually well written. As we're talking about, the characters are super developed. You know why everybody's doing what they want to be doing. And you kind of have a guess as to what they're going to do next. But then kind of a big core part of this movie, I think you'd say, is like fate and how it can twist and turn and cause all sorts of calamity to happen.
0: Yeah, I would say fate, mystery. I think this movie succeeds where maybe the gray man does not. Um, Gray man, which one was that? That was the Netflix uh, Ryan Reynolds movie uh, where he...
1: No, that wasn't Ryan Reynolds,
0: That's Ryan Gosling. Oh, no, but it was Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was in it? Yeah, he was the villain. It was both of them.
1: I'm going to take you at your word, and you can run with it. I'm going to look it up.
0: Yeah, look at up. Uh, that's to me. Like, there was... They were going for the same feel of comedy action. Um, but I don't think... It was Chris that's... Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. Yep. My bad.
1: Jeez, getting those two mixed up. Damn. It's
0: America's ass. Honestly, America's ass. But that was trying to go for the, the comedy action uh, movie. And this, juxtaposed to that, was so much well, more well-written. The visuals were beautiful. I think uh, there's something to be said for having your contained story in a literal moving vessel.
1: I think we, we come back to one of my favorite themes in movies um, and stories in general is, mm. is when you don't have a, a literal sandbox to play in. When you limit the mm. scope of what your world is, it really causes you to have to act in your characters to act in certain ways that are constrained by the bounds of this world, right? It's like we have a world we live in with physics and all that shenanigans, but, like, the, as far as the lives of these characters is concerned, they lived on a train and, like, like for for two hours. So what what does that look like? What are your interactions like with people? And, like, it really limits you f- from doing certain things. And they're on a bullet train, no less. So it's not like you can, like, land a helicopter on the train, right? This thing's going, like, 200, 300 miles an hour. Just that's it. It's – that's just – you're isolated on this thing until your next stop. And then when it stops, you have 60 seconds before the, uh, the doors close again and the thing starts rolling. So it it really, I think created a bubble for this story to play out. And,
0: and, and might I add a bubble of suspense almost with each action sequence that it moved to and through you were left with like, what is going to happen? What is the next thing that is going to happen in this storyline? Because it leaves you and goes visits other characters. And it's not, to me it wasn't jarring, but I was almost at the end of an anime episode. You're like, ah, shoot, what's happened to the main character next after this? And it it kind of gives you that same feeling in almost uh, each tiny little episode of this movie to me.
1: Well, I think... uh It's, yeah, it definitely has its almost like episodic type stuff where he, the main character, Brad Pitt's character, is dealing with these other characters, kind of almost in a one at a time basis, creates these little stories and these story arcs and relationships with the characters, which, I mean, again, the movie being the comedy that it is, it allows these uncanny or un, un, not unpractical, I'd say like semi unrealistic relationships. Yeah, unrealistic to build
0: between these
1: characters. Um, And I think that that watching that is just really fun and the the character development for everyone as the story progresses. Um, Another thing about going back to the isolation that is the train, it, there's only two directions you can move in, right? You can move to the forward section of the train or the backward section of the train. And when there are multiple characters, they will run into each other. Yep. Like they're, there isn't a city where you can, you know, duck behind an alley and slip past the guards. Like, you're going... You're walking through a shoulder-wide, um... Hallway. Hallway. You are going to run into the other person. An inciting incident is coming. How will the characters handle the incident? How will they, you know, get out of this, this situation where they literally can't get out? It, it is very creative. Um... The details, I think, on all the characters is, I mean, like, the thought that went into all of them. I, I really want to know how they drafted this thing up.
0: Um, I think they started first with the Fiji water bottle, personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the water bottle does, well, I
1: mean, I guess we're, we're a little The bit
0: Fiji it. water bottle probably has the best, one of the best story arcs of a water bottle in any movie. Of any inanimate object. Ever, this has the arc of a century. Not yeah. only does it provide water and sustenance, it adds a, a, a layer and depth of knockout ability twice. Yeah, can't get better than that.
1: No, that water bottle has a kill count.
0: Hmm. Um.
1: Like it's it's like so. I mean, I think I think that's them almost making fun at what they were doing, which was whatever they set out to do. They wanted to make really interesting characters and give them a backstory and do it all inside of two hours, and they absolutely did it and I'm just like there's so many little details on all the characters the costumes for all the characters for crying out loud yeah. like everyone's uh, it's definitely I mean they they definitely leaned into the, the Japanese uh, I, I guess you could say cultural aspects of it so they did a lot of Japanese covers of
0: songs and stuff
1: yep. um, definitely had like that anime vibe going for it which I loved
0: uh, like you could make this an anime and it wouldn't feel like it was a movie but you could make that same anime into this movie, like yeah. it could be either or, which I think is the beautiful thing.
1: Like even the colors and everything, like it's just they really went over the top with, um, like, the characters with the the train itself too. I've never been on a bullet train, but it's just it every. I think it's also to help you know where in the train the characters are, because otherwise you just you're running through a bunch of different. Yeah, each car halls. kind
0: of has a unique. Uh, aspect theme yeah theme each car's aspect. unique thing from the from the bar car to where the stewardess keeps her drinks and snacks to the end in front of the train i think the anime car was the middle car it was right yeah the middle of the train
1: and that kind of helped drive where the characters were relative to each other yep so i mean they did a lot of work to make sure that you didn't get lost because there's a lot of moving, there's a lot of running around there's a lot of running from the forward end of the train to the back end of the train there's a lot of like Hiding in in closets and... Bathrooms. uh, Bathrooms and, like, silly interactions with the characters when they think that somebody else is the character they're running from. um, Yeah. Which is just always funny to me. And I think they really did a good job with
0: this one. Um, Yeah. I I think one of my favorite scenes uh, is when... We're first introduced to the wolf character yeah, uh, who just comes in. His first introduction, he just goes out and stabs a bad Brad Pitt's character. And that's the first thing you see and you don't know anything about him. It flashes to a different scene. Then it comes back to his backstory and you get this whole entire life of his. Almost no words are spoken during his backstory. It just shows the episodes of how did he come to be this knife wielding badass maniac, and then there's a little Corona advert, advert in the middle of all. That. I almost, I almost
1: <laughs> want to feel like the Corona thing was just uh, uh, either some sort of homage or or
0: we did it better than it has, to, fast be Dose- it has to be a a Equis reference. Yeah, like it has to be like that take. Or they're just like we'll sponsor. Yeah, it's definitely it
1: felt like a Dos Equis commercial except with Corona. And yeah, it was it was with Corona. Like, but then also fast and the furious and Corona's and like, it was a family scene with, it, it, there, there's, there's a lot going so on. So much detail in this, but
0: his, his backstory, it just continues. And that's how for each of these characters, it flushes out like his, uh, relationship with his soon to be wife who then dies at the wedding and they all die, but he doesn't cause he got the wine spilled on him instead By of Brad drinking Pitt. it. We're going to um, get into spoilers now. Yeah, we're getting into spoilers. So, I got, it's not the wine, but it's the cake. Ends up killing everyone, but he didn't have any because he needed to go wash something off his shirt. And it, he just goes on this whole revenge quest to go kill the person... Oh my gosh. Uh, ...that killed his family. All right,
1: I, can we get into spoilers now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm getting there. So go e- right ahead. Everything in this movie,
1: to my... To, not everything, obviously, but... Darn near everything is foreshadowing. Yes. Uh, and that is to say, everything is payoff now mind you talking about the scene that he was just talking about brad pitt i don't think you really see that it was brad pitt as the wine bearer maybe you do and i just didn't catch it because i was paying attention to something else i don't
0: think you see his face but it's definitely him and they
1: they say it's him later on but he spills the wine onto this wolf character and then Wolf is pissed off, you know, and, you know, his wife is like, oh, come, calm down, honey. It's just a spilled drink. It's on their wedding day, yada, yada, yada. So he gets up to go clean it off. And that's when everyone starts vomiting blood. And you're just kind of immediately led to think that, oh, the wine was poisoned. This makes sense as to why he didn't get it. Yeah. But then the camera cuts back and it cut to like the last cut of the scene was of the cake looking down at the wedding before it cut over to him. Oh. And they, they were letting us know right then. Which we find out later that, that was there was good. another assassin who was actually the pastry maker who poisoned the cake, and that level of detail goes into every aspect. little aspect. Yeah, there, there's so much thought that goes into this movie. I'm sure there's an infinite number of things that I missed. So a thing I really like about a movie is, is payoff when you know you're given a you're given something early on in the movie and then it pays off later on by showing up or becoming relevant or so on and so forth. And this movie is just absolutely full of it. Like There are like little lines of dialogue in the beginning of the movie. The, the two characters, uh, Lemon and Tangerine, they have this Love discussion them. about a bulletproof vest. And how the one decided not to wear one today, and the other one did. And the one goes, uh, well, I wore my vest today, so essentially I'm just going to get shot in the neck. And the other guy goes, that's why I don't wear them. What ends up happening, the guy who wears the vest... Get shot in the vest but you don't really remember he has the vest and they don't make it immediately i did not remember that he had the that vest he has on. the vest um but then his buddy ends up getting shot in the neck and it's just like this is we're at the end of the movie now and this is a callback to like one of the first lines of dialogue between these characters that yeah. was just like a quick like quip and then it was moving on um and i just like super pay attention to these kinds of things because i look for this kind of stuff in movies because i like this kind of stuff um there's in the first 30 seconds of the film there's a cut to a snake being stolen from a zoo like a super poisonous snake yep. snake ends up becoming super relevant very relevant. during the entire movie um but like not obviously at first like it you kind of realize that it was like this driving factor among a whole bunch of things um then there's uh, there's the, obviously the water bottle. The water bottle's just, like, the kicker. There's, there's, like, Brad Pitt at one point uh, put some knockout juice in a water bottle, and then, like, you don't know what's gonna happen after that. You assume what's gonna happen. That's not what ends up happening, and it just becomes this, this ticking time bomb of, like, at some point or another, somebody's gonna drink this water bottle unknowingly, and we don't know what's going to happen. Um, There's this stupid little, like, anime blow-up mascot that at one point gets in a tussle with Brad Pitt, which seems really weird and out of character until 20 minutes later we find out it wasn't because of who was hiding inside of it. Um, There's, I mean, like we were talking about this on the way home and there was just so many
0: things that I Was there any ones that I mentioned to you that that I missed? Ones that you mentioned to me in in the car? Not that I remember off the top of my head, but I just... I just loved how everything, everyone's story, every story that was told for the backstories connected to the main story. So how they were introducing us, setting up these characters, it wasn't just random backstories for them to tell us who they are. It was backstories that then played a role in their motivations in the end of the movie. Um, Like the main driving force were everyone's backstories. To how they got on the train in the first place, which was amazing. Yeah, it wasn't. To me. It
1: wasn't just all the backstories we got weren't ancillary information. They weren't um, unnecessary. They all did stitch together, and and the main villain was involved in all those backstories, though you didn't know it mm-hmm. all at the same time, and he brought everyone together um, to cause this kind of calamity. Yeah, and was hoping everybody would wipe each other out. Um, and there's even, I mean, there's the payoff at the end. The, the whole payoff of the entire event being that um, Brad Pitt was called in because the actual guy called out sick, Yeah, um, which is hilarious. Uh, we won't spoil who the actual guy is because I think it's just worth the watch to find out. Yeah, I mean... That little tidbit of information. That
0: tidbit, just watch the movie because it's a a phenomenal movie one of my great things i also liked about this were the fight scenes that they were so in one sense lucky and unpredictable that you kind of were guessing like who is going to get shot next who's going to get stabbed next because you weren't really sure uh even from the get-go kind of who was the main character you didn't really know and you were kind of surprised at the end at least i was to see who was around and who wasn't um, or who got hurt the most and who didn't. Because to me, that uh, those surprise factors were, to me, just shocking. Like, everything was just shocking to me. How they stitched everything together uh, in a way that just brought out the characters' motivations to their tipping points uh, for some of them. Uh, and some to their lowest, like, lowest points. They're just like, how are we going to get out of this? Um, and it really just made me love that movie to see how they were in a, uh, what is the word in a survival mode to get off this train and to beat the, uh, the white death. Yeah. I really thought it was beautiful.
1: Yeah. There's some of the other payoffs or some of the more obvious ones where the, uh, certain traps are laid. For a character, and it's just a matter of people are fighting over set objects that are actually booby trapped, and those come into play, mm-hmm. um, which brings us to the the white to the White Death, who I guess is kind of the the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will.
0: The yeah, I just want to point out. So the White Death kind of avoids. He's lucky, and he wants to control his fate, but at at some point, he also makes his own. But every time he plays Russian roulette with the gun, each time he fires the gun, and the one time he doesn't play Russian roulette because it's not a revolver.
1: It's the one time. It's the he...
0: one time that the gun explodes.
1: Well, it's rigged to explode. It's ready yeah. to
0: explode anyway, but it explodes and kills him because he doesn't like. There is no way to take a risk with that. Yeah, he's not taking
1: the risk, and he's not getting the the characters for this are absolutely, like, over the top. Yeah. So the, the White Death is this this Russian outcast who comes to Japan, joins the Yakuza family, rises to the top, kills everybody, and then takes over. Uh, and his character is just... Definitely benefits from that you don't see who he is. They don't show his face during all of the talking about him. Yeah, and, like the... Until he has, like, a full mask on and he just looks like a devil and he's just... Boba yeah. Fett effect. yeah. Yeah, and he's just this menacing force that is going to come to bear on our characters at the end of this train ride, at the final stop. And they build that up, they build that up, they build that up. There's people on the train who want to kill him, there's people on the train who want to hide from him, but everybody knows that this train is essentially a one-way ticket to their death. Um, And they're kind of panicking and frantically running around trying to to not stop the train that's the interesting thing about it there was never an attempt to stop the train yep it was just kind of like we're on this ride it's going to this place that i don't like what do i do to prepare myself for that place and then you know they get there you have your final battle scene there's uh, another character who's brought in who Again, I guess this would be... This would be more of the payoff. The elder? The elder. Yeah. Which is the beginning of the movie. You have a father grieving over his son... Uh, having been pushed off a roof. Yes. And... Uh, the, the grandfather comes and essentially... Berates his son for letting it happen to his grandson. And then kind of gives him a lecture of like... A good father always helps his family maybe your son will die and he won't have to suffer the fate of having a poor father was essentially Mm. the uh the the gist just like this is again first like five minutes minute and a half five minutes really dark um but it comes to pass that when the white death turned on the yakuza family killed everyone off that the grandfather was one of the survivors and that his wife and the boy's mother was killed uh by the people who revolted and he's kind of i'm not going to say living vicariously but kind of like has also failed in the same way that his son has failed and they both kind of have this redemption arc in the end where the grandfather then protects the grandchild and the the father and son defeat the white death
0: Yeah, so I think the the father helps the son do the same thing that he did for him. Exactly. Um, Which is just like a beautiful thing to just continue on. That thing to just say, you know, still be be involved in your son's life. uh, Which is a thing that perhaps his father couldn't say about himself. Mm. Because he was so focused on getting revenge. Yeah, uh, on the White Death, so perhaps that plays into the son dynamic being aloof from his son, um, because his father was aloof from him, and wasn't as involved. Yeah, could be won't. a could be an aspect there. We don't know that for sure, but that's I'm just theorizing that in my head versus how their motivations were portrayed. Um, I mean,
1: there's just also like all these characters were so well developed in german like you could go yeah in for a very long time talking about all of their motivations and yeah. what their backstories must have been things that are alluded like to they and they like... are just
0: 40k books full of backstory on yeah. these people <laughs> in,
1: in the like i'm trying to find the exact runtime but it, it's not i don't think it was even that long in the movie would maybe two hours two hours five minutes. Um, yeah so it was it was fantastic I, yeah. it was really refreshing to see. Yeah, um, it's
0: a, it's a refreshing comedy. Like for, for all that we're talking about the action, the comedy points hit home every time. I don't think there was a single thing that I did not stitches. laugh at. Like it, it was just great. Yeah,
1: really. I mean, it's like a dark comedy, right? Because people are dying right and left. But I mean, it was it was still a riot. Yeah.
0: Like- but there's stupid things that happen that you laugh at because one of the things is like a, a briefcase opening that he's trying to fake as the one that has the money and the gold to show that they still have it and he's uh Brad's pissed character is like, Yeah, we still got it, like, what do you think this is? And he accidentally like taps the the lock on the top and it opens and it falls out with like all this underwear and you're just like, Oh my gosh, of all the things to happen, this happened. And I thought it was just comedy moments like that were just beautiful. Where they're just accidental. Uh, and good laughs for me. So,
1: so you brought it up earlier when we were talking that this was the director of Deadpool two, um, and I, I, including I mean she was the actress of Domino was in it. Correct, you said. Yes. So, um, basically, this movie was, what would it have been like if several Dominoes ran into each other, mm. and what would that, what would that be, and how would they view it? Because there were there were several characters um that were i, I guess so, so brad, brad Pitt's character was unlucky you say or just uh, like bad luck happened to the people around him
0: he was unlucky but he survived like he, that's what he i'll didn't say have fatal bad luck he got hurt a lot yeah but he didn't die
1: whereas the the girl character prince
0: mm. she's
1: just super lucky she yep. just She just skips through a minefield and, you know, picks a bunch of daisies. Mm. It's fine. Yep. Um, And that plays into a lot of the the random setup things that then come to pass, have to deal with her. Mm. Um, And then you would have, I guess it was, I guess the White Death, too, would just be kind of the in-between of just pure chaos, right? With the Russian roulette, like, he's just... He's like in full out, there's like, you know, the cutscenes of him in just full out combat. And he's just playing Russian roulette with himself. And then it always shoots who he wants it to. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, the the setup for this thing is just great. Great. great.
0: Yeah. I don't think I have too much else to add. All the acting performances were great. Uh, I think
1: that was one thing that really made the movie. There wasn't anyone who felt like they were underperforming on yeah. screen. Like I'm, tr- really. I'm
0: trying to figure like people that stood out for me. I thought the, uh, I mean, let me the, know. the father, uh, stood yeah. out to me, not the elder, but the father character in this stood out to me as like someone who really like put their heart into their acting here. And I was very impressed with it. Um, yeah. Just as all that happened to him, he it goes through like kind of like a roller coaster of things. Uh, but him and uh, Lemon were probably my my two favorite characters in but the Lemon, entire. Lemon film. was awesome. Yeah, um, Brad Pitt. Even though he he's promoted as the main character, which he kind of is, uh, to me it's almost like he's a side thing to get us where we're going. But that's what it is for me
1: i think lemon was lemon in in godzilla
0: <gasps> no no he wasn't
1: uh he's he's slated for the next one that's coming out
0: oh okay i'm just on his
1: imbd right now because no. i'm trying to figure out where i recognize him from but i don't yeah i mean oh who's pet he's fe- uh festus a what he was festus in eternals oh see this is, this just furthers my belief that this was just a terribly written movie because you have an actor from a terrible movie in another movie and he shines, shines very well. So and I, I don't think he, he didn't act in that movie. I just think his character's motivations were just beyond
0: questionable. Yeah. That's all right. Um, but Eternals is Eternals. Yeah. This is so much better than Eternals. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I even brought it up in this podcast. <laughs> I just knew I recognized him from somewhere. Yeah.
1: Um, But the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of something I did like about the movie. (sighs) Because I usually like to tear things down, but...
0: I'm sure there were some, like, inconsistencies with, like, damage to the train and how people would have reacted. Oh, I have zero...
1: (laughs) Yeah, there is there is no way they're just casually sitting in a train station in Tokyo with Uzis and baseball bats. Yeah. The police aren't getting like, it
0: really leans into an anime type world where it's just these unrealistic gangs are allowed to thrive and just be, I mean, he makes fun of it at one point. He's like, I was expecting, you know, I forget what he used, but instead
1: I got an eighties dance party. (laughs) Like, the costumes are over the top. Like, yeah. it very much so did not take place in this world. Yeah. Um, it took place in, in a, its own world. In its own world, which is, like, what you want with a movie is you want escapism, And I yeah. think this provided that in a fantastic way. Mm. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Do you have anything else you want to throw in?
0: I don't think I do. It was great for me. I loved it. Great comedy, if you want to laugh.
1: Yeah. And especially nowadays, I highly recommend it. Hmm. Uh, what would you say? Where? What would you rank it out of ten?
0: As far as comedies go, I think this is a stellar action comedy. Um, and as far as like in an action comedy genre, I think this is top tier. Like I would say this is a ten of its genre, like a ten action comedy. Um, I think among like movies overall, I'd probably give it. Um, a solid 7.5 to 8 for me. Like, oh, if I'm comparing it to other genres and other things, I'd give it an 8, but I think it's a 10 action comedy. Oh, it's definitely a 10 action comedy. Yeah. i
1: definitely give it, like, a, a solid 7. Mm. 7 to 8. Yeah, I accept that. Mm. The, um, there isn't much I would grab on the shelf before reaching for this, if I had a bunch of random people over and i was like oh let's go watch a movie Assuming yeah this is the kind of movie they were
0: into like
1: probably grabbing this
0: yeah even if you want something with laughs because i think there are all types of characters in here that someone will find interesting um if they don't like blood and gore i would stay away from it <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a that's but a hard pass. A, you know aside from that like there's characters in here that you're uh what am i trying uh you're more.
1: You got the gentleman assassin. You got the big teddy bear character. You got the I mean Brad Brad Pitt's character the entire time is just like
0: he's like a new agey fortune cookie uh, Buddhist mantras. man. Say again? I think Brad Pitt was like to me a new age Buddhist man kind yeah. of thing going on. Like he looks
1: like a hippie, like but he's a hit man. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. um I love that kind of the dynamic of the character who shouldn't be that character in that role like he's whole time he's talking to his handler about how his therapist just wants him to have a better outlook on life and just be more relaxed and treat people with respect and always Mm. you know consider other people's feelings and she's like your therapist doesn't know what you do for a job (laughs) 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 you don't consider the target's feelings but yeah. it's funny because the way he goes about it is is in this particular thing he's not actually hired to kill anyone he's just hired to steal a briefcase so yeah like which is what his main job in is. Way, he just tries to talk them out of and then they just end up dying through means of shenanigans yeah um, and it's it's hilarious yep but again this movie is just is just all the good things um, highly recommend seeing it please go give it a watch yep think you want to take it out.
0: Do I want to take it out? Yeah. Do you want
1: to like, close her out right now? Just put a cap on it. Put a cap on it. Just like the Fiji it's just water Just like a little. Just close a
0: little, little. Like a like re-bottle it? Yeah. Like a wine bottle? Yeah. Boop. Just like a little boop.
1: <laughs> little pop it in there. Cold All in. right, guys. Yeah, that's it from us, gentlemen. And ladies, have a fantastic rest of your day with whatever you're doing. And we hope that you listen to us again soon.
0: Bye. We will see you in the next one.